Startups, startups, startups. Welcome to Startup Summer. I am very excited to launch this series with Kate Bradley Shernice. Actually, we did not practice this beforehand. I do this all the time. Is that how you pronounce your name? I love live radio. It's actually Chernus. So Chernus rhymes with furnace. Okay. And it's my husband's name and he's a guitar player. So he's Chernus the furnace. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you are uh, the co-founder and CEO of Lately AI. So um, welcome to the podcast. I'm very excited to have you. Oh, also, what a hectic introduction. This is Amy Tom and you're listening to the Hacker Noon podcast. Welcome, welcome. It's a great time as always. Awesome. Hey there, Amy. What's up, everybody? Nice to see you. Awesome. So Kate, I wanted to have you on the podcast today to chat with you about how you started Lately AI. So tell me you are the co-founder, correct? Yep, co-founder and CEO. So I am the one who bears all the weight and gets punched in the face every day. Yeah. <laughs> and when did you start? What year? We, we started in 2014. Hard to believe. We're all Okay. You know? oh, yeah, it's coming along. All right. Okay, so Kate, <laughs> what was your very first job? I was a line cook. So I was a line cook throughout junior high school and college because I got two meals a day. Oh, and everything. okay. Yeah, and yeah. I was like burning through that. I had really high metabolism and I loved the lawlessness of the line and everything that Anthony Bourdain wrote is hundred percent true. Amazing. Yeah. And that theme has carried on through my life. Like, obviously I'm doing this other lawless thing with no rules or rules that keep changing, you know, all the mm -hmm. time. But the one thing I loved about the kitchen was the camaraderie and the unification around getting up everything hot and pretty at the same time. So there's a lot of unspoken organization in the dance mm. that we did yeah. yeah yeah and there's that urgency and it's the and you keep doing it every night <laughs> so yeah. you have this like sense of accomplishment for a second <laughs> and then it all the, then it starts it the again. fan again yeah so okay hmm, wait what like kind of food life? was it i've done it all i've done seafood and fusion and all kinds of different stuff oh, i was i was okay. almost always on the fry line so i was the the I was the only chick in the, in the line, in the kitchen yeah. most of the time. And I didn't, I was so young. Like we just wore jeans. We didn't even wear like checks. Like I can't even believe, I could not even stand up wearing jeans and weather that hot now, but you didn't care. And I had burns yeah. all up and down my arms because you know, you just oh, yeah. get burned. Yeah. That's part of the thing, but oh. um, do this funny thing. Cause no one ever asked about this, but we used to, um, at this one place, we had these breadsticks and yeah. they would send us the dough and we'd twist them to make it look like we had made them. And we'd put them under the salamander, which is like that big grill that you can, it's like a sleeve they can pull in and out. And there's a huge fire, uh, like a broiler underneath that. And we would always forget about them. And friend Doug would take them out. They'd be black as can be in these little twisty <laughs> shapes that look like poo bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and then put them up on the place where the waitress would come and get their food and eat a little nice little garnish so they would just walk in and be like oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so okay funny. wait so this was like in your late teens early 20s when you did this yeah seven, sixth seventh eighth grade all through call all through college yeah um, <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Are you a good cook? I can be when I want to be, but I don't really like to because I don't have the time. And also I'm, ha I, my husband is, wants to eat something different every day. I don't care. I eat chili. Okay. 
every day for three weeks. It doesn't really matter to me. And I don't read directions. So not interested. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I love this chaos. <laughs> okay. I so like what chaos, did you do yeah. after that slash? Where did you go to college? What did you study? Yeah, so I was a fiction writing major, which also ties into our AI, by the way, and we can talk mm -hmm. about that a little bit, because there's lawlessness in writing, right? Poetry has its own rules, as does fiction. So you can fully start a sentence with and, by the way. I learned the command of the pen. The pen is very strong. You can do, you can write whatever you want and break all the rules as long as you, you own it and you command that authority. So I loved the intention and the, I like, I like it when there's this huge puzzle. So when you're writing, that's what you're doing in, in, in a storyline, there's a puzzle and you have to figure out how to arrange it best. Sometimes it's not in that straight line. It depends. And I like all the Easter eggs <laughs> that really good authors leave. And I love onomatopoeia. So mm -hmm. the way that, and the way the words sound, the, the theater of the mind is incredible, magical thing. When you're reading, your imagination is a character. Right. And the author relies on that. They're relying on your imagination yeah. to fill in the blank in, in any all kinds of different ways. And that's why it's it's written. You don't want to write something. You don't want to hold the hand of people. You want to give them enough room to to fill in the story with you. So those components. And I went to Skidmore, which is like a nowhere school in, in New York. Or to me, it was nowhere. And I actually, Amy, so like I came from Burlington, Vermont, where it's like mm -hmm. UVM and fraternities. And I was so dumb. Like I arrived at Skidmore and I saw all these mansions and I thought they must be fraternities. And Skidmore's like a former seven sisters. So it always has to be 51% women. There's no men okay there's no like <laughs> fraternities there but I didn't yeah. know that because I was just like naive Vermonter and then from there I actually worked in a newspaper for a little while I did the get this I did the body mind spirit section and the personals and here's what's crazy about that is they're the same people so like oh my god I'll never forget the day of the guy who owned the Vaz clinic by which I mean snip he wrote a personal and it said something I, a word I didn't know this is before the internet so you can just pull up your phone and look at stuff and it said here suit a plus this is his description of his dream woman yeah so here suit i found out h-i-r-s-u-t-e harry oh my god <laughs> wait okay so you had to look it up in a dictionary as well yeah and then i had to call this guy and make a sale i'm like hey do you want to renew your ad in the body mind spirit section it was so oh crazy. My gosh. And so that was fun too, because the paper, like this is analog. This is when at a newspaper, we would cut out the sections and put them on this big thing. And that's how they would, then they would, I would literally, I was the chick that got in the car and took the ferry over to the printer with the paper. So everything coming down to the last minute each week and all that. And then from there, I, so I had this little career in radio and the radio was amazing. So again, folks, like see, when you're my age, I'm 47, life doesn't, seem like it's all connecting until you get old enough to have the wisdom to see how it did. Mm -hmm. So radio, I was really lucky, Amy. I was in AAA, which is adult album alternative. It's a very rare format. It's like the music they play on NPR, the cool stuff, the rock and mm -hmm. roll, whenever they can get there bit louder but it and it'd be anything from David Bowie to Ryan Adams to new pornographers to Bob Marley or BB mm -hmm. King so it's a mix of genres a mix of decades yeah. and then both new and old music together and our job again theater of the mind to make you the listener feel that I wield the mic I'm giving you a voice it's a two-way street and that you have a, a role in what I'm doing mm -hmm. that you trust me to take you on this journey right mm -hmm. um and by the way, I'm just going to fill this in for everybody. So here's what's really cool about 
music listening, which is mm-hmm. when your brain hears a new song, it must instantly access every other song you've ever heard before in that instant, pulling up all this nostalgia, emotion, and memory. And your brain is trying to find the familiar touch points from the older songs so it knows where to index that new song in the library of your brain. Now, when you write anything, any copy, sales copy, marketing copy, a book, someone who's reading your text hears the voice because your voice is a note. It has a frequency like a song, okay? Mm -hmm. And they hear your voice and you as the author need to think of the same things. Am I giving this person enough familiar touch points for all that emotion, nostalgia, memory Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. come through to make you trust me to give me your money? Mm Because that's the name of the game, right? Yeah. And by the way, all of this is the baseline for our AI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did one more thing in there. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> the other thing I did was yeah. I, uh, I started a little marketing agency and my first client was Walmart. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wait, yeah. how did you get your first client as Walmart? <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I had, so I'd left radio. So radio was a boys club. I was sexually harassed. I didn't even know it. I was sexually harassing people too. It was part of the culture you were expected to, but it was being used against me. So I was creating Mm -hmm. a hostile work environment, which I didn't know what that meant before. We didn't have Mm -hmm. that language. And my Mm. body was reacting terribly. I had a a, a huge rash on my torso for a year. Nobody can explain it. I fell down the stairs, tore a ligament. I was in a wheelchair for like almost a year and a half or crutches. I started um, to not be able to use my hands to type at all. I had incredible tendonitis and epicondylitis. And so I had to learn to use voice activated software. This is in 2006. Okay. Drag. Yeah. Siri didn't exist. There were no yeah. cell phones. And I was terrified I could never type again. And I can't to this day, by the way. I still use voice activated software. And so I had to hire an intern to do my job for me, to type for me, to, to segue all the songs. I'm, I'm at XM. I'm on the air all, all day long. Mm-hmm. I can't do my job. I can't do any job. I can't even go to McDonald's and work the register. And I left and went to another music-related boys club. And my dad shook me by the shoulders one day, one day and said, you can't work for other people. <laughs> and there's no shame oh, in that. Oh, okay. So that's how you became an entrepreneur. <laughs> that's how I started, yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, light bulb. And I also read this book that you guys probably know called Guy Kawasaki's Art of the... Yep. Mm-hmm. And Guy says right in the first chapter, don't make a plan, just get started. So I was like, well, I don't need this book. <laughs> Done. Yeah. And then I met my first investors literally the next day. I was Kismet. And they were like, we love you. They were fans of mine from XM. And, and they're like, let's start a company. So we did this music-related company. I built a widget. Remember, I don't know if people remember yep. widgets, mm-hmm. but yep, around yep, MySpace yep. time, that was a big deal. And using a lot of the frameworks, it was two songs a day, an old song and a new song. It was like talking about the stuff we were talking about before. And mm-hmm. as I was marketing that, my my aunt was the principal at an agent at a, a nonprofit in Washington, D.C., and she was working with Walmart. And so she was like, you're really good at marketing. Come do this for us. We'll pay you a lot more. Get out of the music business altogether. And I was like, yeah. Wow. Good. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. See, all right. 
You know what? I This is the second episode of the startup series, the first one we did with our founder, David. And I knew this would be a good idea because when am I going to get the story of going from like the mind and body section to <laughs> like having AI business? Yes. <laughs> Wild. It's so weird, right? Like, <laughs> what and, a and, random journey of events. Okay. So <laughs> random. And, and so, by the way, just to complete the circle, so the, for Walmart, I ended up getting them. I made a spreadsheet, one hell of a spreadsheet. Yeah. And I got them 130% ROI year over year oh for three gosh. years. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Yeah. Then tell me what your secret to success is. Why are you so good at marketing? Because my uber power is making listeners into fans, customers and oh, evangelists. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that- is that by like brand building, would you say? Some of it is by gut. It's like, I know how to scale the handshake. When you walk into a room and you have to read the room, you don't want to, you don't need to be the person shining, right? Mm. You just want to be the person magnetic enough that people are coming to you and you make them shine Mm -hmm. or at least feel as though they're shining. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. That's the Mm. contagion. They want to be around you because they feel better having met you. Right, right but how do you translate that to people you've never met, i.e. marketing? Well, I did talk to an empty black box for 12 years, but your question is great. So then, so Amy, I was really lucky because we actually were live. And so I had the experience of cracking the mic overnight and, and perfecting my persona and my voice. And mm-hmm. so my radio voice is a little bit different. You're mm-hmm. listening to Amy Tom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's purpose, purposely not, I'm not too breathy there. I'm not like, you're listening to Amy Tom, because that's yeah. like a turnoff to yeah. a lot of female <laughs> listeners. And in general, it's asinine. And I'm not like yep. big, you're listening to Amy. There's yeah. that. Yeah. And so that's I like had the to... radio commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fake. So what's this place that's authentic? And mm-hmm. in addition to that, I learned to make mistakes on purpose. I would, one mentor told me a secret, which was silence is the, it's very powerful. Okay. Because people turn it up, they lean forward, they think they need to fill the space with with their own voice. And so I learned how to use like these kinds of tricks while also revealing, and this all is pulled into lately, like 100%, we can talk about how, but you gotta, people wanna go to the green room, right? Mm -hmm. It's because they haven't been there before. The green room is boring, let me tell you, but you don't know that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I'm gonna give you just enough Yeah. Right. To make you feel interested. And so we're doing it here. You got, you got your amazing Nick behind you. I got Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> this shit's on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm giving you an entry point into me visually. I've given you a million of them right here today. We talked about the line cook and sex a mm-hmm. little bit and newspaper, like we'll snip step at least and getting punched in the face. What it's yeah. like when you're sexually harassed. Like there's a lot of yeah of avenues for people to relate to this conversation. And that's the other ticket, Amy, is you can't give them just one because humans are multifaceted. This is something that marketing has done a very poor job of. They've relied on demographics to group people by stupid ass things. Can I share it? I don't Mm -hmm, hope I can mm -hmm, swear mm -hmm. on your show, but like you and I, we've never met before. You're in a different country. We're different races. I bet you're maybe taller than me. You're probably skinnier and you have different color eyes. And we already have a lot in common, we've discovered. We have a lot mm-hmm. of values in common. Mm-hmm. And 
And so that's the thing is like you have to find multiple ways to relate to people, not based on gender, sex, location, like all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. empower them to spread the good word. <laughs> yeah. So that's the other thing. That's where that magic spark of light comes up. That's your job to, yeah. to turn on in people. Mm-hmm. And that's a je ne sais quoi. That's that one's hard to teach. Okay, so do you have any difficulty then like coming from such an audio background, translating the same things that you just talked about into text format? Smart question. And the answer is no, because of what we talked about, because mm-hmm. um, I know the sound of the voice translates. So like when I'm reading yeah. text, I'm thinking of how delicious it sounds. My, I was just reading, I did this, my friend has a soliloquies evening. It's a little, it sounds bougie, but it's fun. So someone can read something from a book and uh, to random people on the corner Mm -hmm. of her yard. So I read Tony Bourdain's chapter from Kitchen Confidential, the one that's about the language of the kitchen, the vernacular of the kitchen, which Mm -hmm. it's fascinating to me how words can sound the rhythm of them, how they sound when you read them out loud. Now, now lyrics, by the way, don't qualify here because all lyrics sound stupid <laughs> as yeah. hell if you read them out loud, okay, so yeah. don't do uh-huh. that. But so I thought about that and how much I like that. And then I know how to get, I know the power, so people can't write, I know this. I'm really yeah. lucky. I took a degree that everybody thought was a joke at the time, but look who's laughing now, us English majors. We're laughing all the way to the bank because the whole world has to write yes there's video yes there's podcast but you still have to promote it with text eventually at the baseline Mm -hmm. and text is essentially you know how we're communicating people Mm -hmm. transcribe then they put a blog out or whatever and so I I started to think about visually again back to cooking what Mm -hmm. you eat with your eyes you read with your eyes is the same idea so when you're writing how can I make that digestible to you there's all these beautiful things on the keyboard there's parentheses and commas and ellipses and brackets and then there's bold and italics of course we have emojis Mm -hmm. um there's space there's all capital letters like all those things I'll read something to you um here really quickly so you can get so people can get an idea of it this is a a thing from west elm the store this certificate is issued for reward purposes and is a duplicate of the certificate you received by mail Um, you guys can all hear how hard that is for me to say do you even know what it means i know you don't here's what they're trying to say (laughs) hey dumbass we emailed you a copy of the coupon you can't use both that's what they're saying to me yeah. Okay. Cause, so cause there's, a, yeah, there's two different ways to say it. You can say it with like emotion and the way that you would speak or and you direct. can say it. Yeah. And direct, or you can say it like a convoluted, the way you would write on paper if you were a Wes Elms legal team, like whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, got it. And, and so think about that, like in all of our communications, this is really super important. I'll tell you guys all something. So engineers, listen up. Companies waste $400 billion, billion with a B in the US alone each year due to poor communication skills. Now, this is, of course, sales and marketing externally, mm-hmm. but it is also very much internally. It's how mm-hmm. the engineering team commutes to, c- communicates to customer service. It's how mm-hmm. HR communicates to accounting, right? It's all across. Marketing is the most valuable entity throughout any business for this reason. If the marketing team is able to internally translate the message and, and make it so that the employees can tout the value and the and toe the line, then it's automatic how it happens externally. It all bleeds out this way. I actually do, so because I learned this and because I learned that companies also spend 3.1 billion on remedial writing training, kill me now, can you imagine mm-hmm. if you had to go to that? I created a, 
very cool remedial writing training class for my team to mm-hmm. go through a couple years ago. And it became, again, <laughs> the baseline for it for lately. So what happens is these are my writing rules using mm-hmm. all the tools we just talked about that I use yeah. in organic social. Mm-hmm. And then lately first studies me and makes me its best practice baseline. Right. Then it studies what all of our customers write and informs Mm -hmm. the brain. And then it'll also take on you and what you do as well. So it's constantly looking for everything we just talked about, touch points of familiar, getting the theater of the mind across, what causes trust, where's that persona, that little je ne sais quoi we talked about that makes it go zing, right? Mm -hmm. And again, not a commercial, we talked about this before. The result is 12,000% increased engagement, by the way. So the Mm -hmm. stuff we're talking about isn't bullshit. Like you can do it by yourself. No problem. And you should. So I brought my engineering team who came to that class. Jason is my uh, chief product officer. He's so funny because on Slack one day, he's like, the crazy thing is I know you're doing all these things and I see you doing them to me and I still bite. (laughs) Like he knows the psychology behind the words I'm using. Yeah. Your business is smart, so I don't know why your banking isn't. Brex offers everything you need to grow your company, from business accounts and credit cards to spend management software and live support. So I will put the link in the show notes so that you can visit Brex for more information. Okay, yeah. So what I want to know is, like, how did you go from, like, the land of the lawless to becoming, like, the CEO of an AI company, which, like, theoretically is completely lawless, lawful? Right. Uh, or is it? <laughs> yeah. So yes. So the AI is lawful. You're absolutely hundred mm-hmm. percent. And no one has pointed that out before. So good on you. But the, I think you guys can glean that the corporate culture within lately is <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. lawless. There's really only, there's a couple. I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's one. Um, number two, we are, I'm a wild horse, Amy. And my dad taught me that lesson. If you yeah. put the tethers on me, I'll just fall over and die. But if you let me run, I'll win the mm-hmm. race for you by miles, like every time. Yeah. And I am attracted to that and other people. Mm-hmm. And in fact, to the point where know thyself, I don't have the patience or tolerance for people who can't operate that way. Mm-hmm. So I have to surround myself by people like that. Now, those people are hard to manage <laughs> by design where we yeah. want to run. <laughs> so we're, we're a very flat organization and we've all worked from home since the beginning, which actually perpetuates um, and I believe supports that, that good side of us. But so everybody on the team more or less has had a DBA or their own company to begin with, or if they didn't, they came from somewhere that sucked. <laughs> yeah. Like I did. And they knew that feeling first and they knew they didn't want it anymore. Right. As far as the AI itself goes, honestly, I only know enough to be dangerous. We didn't set out to make an AI company. And what lately mm. was in the beginning wasn't that at all. Mm-hmm. We thought we were focused really on marketing organization, which is about mm-hmm. as sexless as, as uh, a rock, but some rocks might be sexy, but <laughs> anyways, but what we saw the customers all gearing towards this one feature and getting excited about it. And so we, yeah. we flipped everything. And then we mm-hmm. realized there's all this talk about AI. It's very hot right now. Wait a second. Is this what we're doing? Oh my God, it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should get some engineers in here who like know more about this than we no, do. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's how it came about. Okay. Yeah. So it was like an accident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like so much stumbled accident. into it. Okay. Cool. 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 And that's the mark of a good company is, and then, oh, learn. And then what do they say about, the, what's that metaphor about teachers? No, not teachers. Steal, 
something about stealing. Smart people. <laughs> some people create, it's like something, this is not true. It's not very nice, but it's like dumb people create from scratch. Smart people steal and make their own. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so yeah, I, was, yeah, I yeah. was confusing it with that other terrible thing, which is like those who can't do and teach and those who do something more wonderful, which is the stupidest thing ever because of course teachers are stupendous. Yeah. Okay. My cool. life so, is a bunch of mixed metaphors, Amy. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, me too. I feel like we have the same kind of energy. So I feel like this works out well. Okay, cool. What I want to know too is like, what kind of regrets that you have as a CEO mm. and a co-founder in terms of like your startup process? I don't regret anything because it wouldn't, then it would erase where mm -hmm. we are. But certainly like hard lessons, perhaps <laughs> hard lessons. Yeah. I, I wish I didn't absorb it as much as I do. I, I really feel a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah. And I really feel demoralized often. Mm -hmm. And I really hang on to the, sh the bad shit, you know, Yeah. because it hurts and you yeah. get it from everywhere. Sometimes because you're a woman, sometimes yeah. because it is what it is. I disappointing people is a thing for me. I am, I am in therapy for it, <laughs> but like I, when I can't pay my team, it feels really shitty. But at the mm -hmm. same time, it's like, th then I grapple with why am I the one always bailing us out, mm -hmm. which is not true, like with a yeah. raise or something. So like, why can't yeah. we overcome yeah. these things? And my, we joke and we say that my special gift is seeing the glass half empty. Mm -hmm which it is because mm. that's how I see problems and fix them. Yeah. But it's also all I see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Because I think going back to some of the things that you've experienced, like in the workplace, I feel like I have also come from a similar background and that's why I love to work at Hacker Noon because it's like kind of this like lawless land of like weirdness and like internet culture. And it's what is happening here. I love it. It's wild. So yeah, I think it's like, interesting because care, I think I agree with a lot of the things you've brought up like carrying the pain and the, the weight in your body and like how it manifests like in physical pain of like years and years of like trauma of being in a certain kind of environment or working on a certain kind of thing and I think a lot of people will maybe feel the same way of oh I want to break out of this like corporate life to get into like entrepreneurial spirit or like a startup or start my own company or something because sometimes corporate life is like suffocation or yeah I'm like I can't breathe in there I know I don't want to wear slacks every day and dress <laughs> up and work a nine to five I want to take a nap at 2 p.m and then work again in the evening like it's whatever yeah so yeah 100%. I think like I and I think maybe as millennials grow up into becoming like more in power like they will have more of the power to change the way that like a traditional workplace operates so I'm hoping that yeah less and less weirdness or more weirdness will be able to spread through like office culture and I think that's direction that we're taking if you look at 20 years ago even like tattoos were not really acceptable in the workplace or like whatever like in a traditional <laughs> workplace so I think things are changing and people are growing yeah I hope like things go into that direction I agree with you. And I will say on that note, so one thing that we continue to do as a society, but and certainly in Ventureland, is we science everything to death and we kill the beautiful mm -hmm. things constantly. Like we're constantly just crushing the that visceral, je ne sais quoi. I am a human 
-hmm. And yeah, I can check all your boxes all day long, which I do, but then you keep moving the goalposts and you don't get to talk to me about it. You're Mm -hmm. missing out on me. And I feel like that, that the venture capital society specifically needs to wake the F Mm -hmm. up because they're, you can't science how many female investors you've invested yep. in, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, yeah. And you can't sign, so, so you can't science the sales process. So I have a 98% sales conversion, 98% sales conversion. I've had this mm-hmm. for almost a year and a half. It's not going anywhere. There's a million other things that I fuck up on a daily basis, but not that one. And I do it without any paid ads and no cold calls and no cold emails. So I'm not doing what everybody's been telling me to do for years and years. The land of the lawless. (laughs) The land of the lawless. And so that's just another thing that's, I get, I know what I can't scale. I understand it, but I also know there's a way and there's something here. And I know that it needs to be reinvented and Mm. I'm happy to be the person to be doing this. I know there's another way and I know it. Interesting. Okay. How do you convince people that your way is the right way? Yeah, you just got to be dumb enough to do it. That's the entrepreneurial spirit. What's your level of risk? So when I have two months of runway, I start to panic. I don't like that very much. It, and that's already when I'm already not paying half the team. Two months of runway and everything's getting paid. That's easy. Just dial it all down. Six months of runway, like I, I can manage on. If there's six months of runway and growth at the same time, then I'm like, the sky's the limit because I can see all of that. But that's those timelines make me nervous because... I have plan A, B, and C already, but if I can already see that I'm going to be going to plan D pretty quickly, mm-hmm. it's now at this point, the, the I don't want to be a failure. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. It, it hurts. I feel like I've failed already a million times and uh, I want to rub it in. I want to lift others up. I want other women to be like, fuck, I want to do what she did. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I wouldn't recommend this. <laughs> <laughs> But isn't it, is it everything that you dreamed it would be like CEO? Obviously I love it. Cause if I didn't, I wouldn't do this when I am addicted to the highs and the lows. There's yeah. no doubt about oh, yeah, it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love this conversation, right? So this is my karma is this, like uh, a lot of people have lifted me up and helped me on the way. And if we're talking today and one person, one underdog <laughs> in any way is like, damn, I'm going to do that. Or maybe somebody else is like, shit, our writing skills are terrible in this company. We got to improve them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever it is, then that's good. Cause we're not like, we're not talking about lately and that's all I can do. The only way I can, it sounds giving back sounds so weak, but sometimes a lot of times on other entrepreneurs, Oh, can I pick your brain for an hour? I'm like, kill me now. Mm -hmm. No, I don't have an hour. And what are you going to do? Waste my time for an hour? No. Yeah. you and everybody else, but yep. I can only do what I can on my time that I have available and get mm-hmm. something out of this. Obviously I'm going to ask you by the way, for the file of this and run it through my own AI mm-hmm. so I can use it okay. as, as oh, lead great. gen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing this to be totally nice, but yeah, I think my, one of my friends asked recently, like, well, when does lately end? That was her question. And it's a good question. And the answer is, I don't know, because mm. like you said, like, <laughs> I'm like, negative Nancy over here. Now, a year ago, we had $25,000 MRR, and now we have $78,000 MRR, which is a lot more, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And my team reminds me, they're like, do you remember how awful that was? And I'm like, yeah, but this seems way worse to me. And because we have so much more to lose, that's why. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's nice though to have like, that balance of people then. Do you still have a the co-founder working with you or? Yeah, we there's four of us. So all, mm, all okay. the co-founders, one of them has always been more in an advisor in the peripherals and he still continues to be in that place. But then the other two, yeah, they're my full-time guys and they're my brothers. Like I, <laughs> they have bled with me. We sometimes, we used to joke back in the beginning, like, we're all awesome. Somebody has to be the leader. It just happens to be me. Oh my God. That's, that is so me. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. funny. Not accidental, but accidental. Mm. And it, it's true. And I struggle. You can hear me struggling. Like I'm struggling mm. with being the CEO of this company. I'm struggling with being a leader. I'm struggling with being um, a change maker, not only as yeah the CEO of a company, but internally, am I being the leader that I would want to follow? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I fuck up and I, and it, I feel bad about it. And like my, am I being the human I want to be on the, I started meditating two years ago. It's like a 10 minute thing I do every day with Sam Harris, waking up with Sam Harris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and what I like about Sam is every once in a while, he'll drop this little nugget in there and he's remember you're doing this for yourself, but you're doing this for other people. You're doing this to be a better wife, mm -hmm. a better friend, a better daughter, a better coworker. And I think Okay, if all I can do today, if I'm going to suck all day, but all I can do is get in that 10 minutes to be better, yeah. then that's what I can contribute for the day. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. If we go and if we go down that path any further, I will cry on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I want to talk to you about the future of your business, about the future of AI. What's coming up next for you? What do you think is coming up next for AI? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I know a little enough to be da dangerous. I'm so I have to pull up mm. something for myself while we're talking so I can remember <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But so with lately, we did a really cool thing with Anheuser-Busch and Bev a couple of years ago. And we took the product and we grabbed 10,000 pieces of content from one of their brand voices. Like they have a lot of brand voices. And we did this so it could have enough to learn. That was like the kind of deal. It needed all that content. And it was social media posts. It was press releases. It was scripts from radio commercials, all kind of stuff from that brand voice. And we fed it to the brain and we decided that we were going to teach the brain how to write from scratch. So right now, and again, not a commercial, but just so you guys mm -hmm. are really clear what Lately does so I can tell you what's coming. So yeah. you connect your social accounts to Lately now. We instantly examine them for a year backwards and then we update every day. So it's constantly learning. And we're looking mm -hmm. at what social posts got you the highest engagement. And we break down the language, the words, the keywords, and the sentence structures. Mm -hmm. And we take note of that and we create a writing model and then you can feed us any long form content. So it could be a blog or a web page or a webinar or a podcast, any audio, video or text. And we apply the writing model and we're looking for those familiar touch points and we're pulling out the best quotes that we already know are going to get you the highest engagement and recommending them as a social post for you. And we add the video clip in the case of video to that, like a hundred one-liners all designed to promote your show mm -hmm. and use them out into the end of time because you should, because we only, we used to play your favorite song on the radio 300, 300 times a week so that you would hopefully hear it once. This is how marketing yeah. works. So that's what Lately does now. And we integrate with IBM Watson and Meaning Cloud to do that. So with the AB and Bev thing, the idea is you push a button, upload content, Lately reads the content. It might transcribe the text and then read the text and apply it to video. And then it rewrites the social posts with your voice. 
Mm -hmm. already. So right now we use GPT-3 through the open AI. We're part of a closed beta uh, thing there and also mm -hmm. Google's AI to do this. So it's happening in the background. So the idea is, okay, I want to sound like Oprah, push a button. Okay. <laughs> I want to sound like, okay. what's the best language for the financial industry? Push that to incorporate all the keywords that would touch on those mm. values. Um, so okay, that's wait. What's coming. So that's really interesting because I think that as a marketer, when you're writing for a company, your voice is not always necessarily the brand voice. So right. being able to take someone else's writing or perfect writing, quote unquote, of whatever the brand is supposed to be and then feeding it into this. Okay, this makes sense. Yeah, because I think I, I struggle a lot too with working with a company where the voice of the brand doesn't isn't similar to my own because I'm like I don't know how to I don't know how to write for people who work in law or whatever like <laughs> boring yeah <laughs> no just kidding yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of lawyers who are cool <laughs> yeah okay cool cool yeah cool. that's hard um, I mean and, and by the way and this I just want to touch on this because it's important so for us AI and humans must coexist and there's a reason there we talked about that je ne sais quoi a bunch right mm -hmm. that's that magical thing that only a human can bring to anything and the robots can't do that they yeah, it's impossible for now anyways, probably for some mm -hmm. time. So lately's job is to pull out those quotes for you, but they're fucked up because it's AI, it's just a robot. And so mm -hmm. the human has to get in there, tweak them out a little bit, and then the AI will learn and start to get better at doing it you know, it, itself later. Mm -hmm. But you got to get in there and give it that magic thing. And we find the difference between, so the customers who do that, just to give you guys why AI and, and humans work. The customers who do that, like Gary Vee, get a 12,000% increase in engagement. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. the difference. Like when you yeah. put a human, humans on their own, the long, hard way. Yeah. Robots on their own, the cold way. Together, yeah. the magical way. Yay. Okay. Okay. We spent this whole time talking about like marketing and startups. And then I forgot that I had AI questions. So here we oh. are. But <laughs> so with the AI, I guess like specifically with lately is more better than less in terms of the data that you feed it then? Yeah. So okay. it learn the more you feed it, the faster and, and stronger and better it learns. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And then how do we combat biases within this information? Yeah. So number one, you get to control everything because you're the mm -hmm. human. So everything yeah. goes through your eyeballs. And we also surface word clouds for you. So when we are analyzing that every day, we're analyzing what's getting you the highest engagement and surfacing in a word cloud. And you have the option with each word to say, pay more attention, pay less attention. Mm -hmm. Let's create a noise word, stuff I want you to never, ever recognize mm -hmm. or pull out, that kind of thing. So you always have 100% control and, and it's your fault, <laughs> yes. not ours. Okay. Yeah. So uh, are you like in the wheelhouse of belief that as an AI developer, like you are in the control and like you, you have the onus to make sure that your AI is unbiased? Because there's... We, the AI can't be biased, right? It's taken only because mm -hmm. of you. So it's not, it can only, let's put it this way. If your Twitter handle, if you were like, I'm trying to not offend a, a huge population of the world here <laughs> <laughs> really quickly. So let's say your whole thing was about the color green. Mm -hmm. That's all you want to talk about was green and the red people didn't like you very much. But you, and lately is going to pull up surface words in green it's going to surface forest and moss and all those words are going to constantly get because it's what's engaging with your people mm -hmm. so it's not bias it's literally just a mirror of what's already there mm -hmm. so it doesn't tweak anything it's it can't it can't it's just literally quoting you what if i was starting from scratch 
you can't. Mm -hmm. So we don't let those customers come to us because we don't have anything to learn. So you have to have at least a year's worth of social for us to learn. So mm -hmm. lately okay. is for advanced marketers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, Kate, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. I learned so much. I am so stoked. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Okay, Amy. cool. If we want to find you and Lately Online, where can we do that? Yeah, so I love it when people connect with me on LinkedIn and say, I heard you with Amy Tom. So I'm Kate Bradley on LinkedIn. So that's pretty easy. And we're Lately.ai also fairly easy. Be sure you say hi. We're, uh, we're very friendly people and we really like to get to know you. So if you're allergic to that, then definitely don't say hi. And watch out because we have a 98% sales conversion. Wait, how many people work on your team? I forgot to ask. <laughs> There's 10 full-time and four or six part-time. I've got okay, yeah. two interns that have been with me for a couple of years. Isn't that amazing? They're the best. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then where can we find you online? Lately, AI Kately on Twitter. And Oh my um, God, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my whole team calls me Kately. <laughs> oh, cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, get me there or Kately, uh, Kately, no, Kate at Lately.ai. Now I'm doing it myself. We should, yeah. I should have a Kately at Lately.ai email. I, I think I used to, but I think I can. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you very much. Bye. If you like this episode of the Hacker Noon podcast, don't forget to like it and share it and subscribe to it. And you can find us on the socials at Hacker Noon. I also just want to let you know that Kate and the Lately team are nominated for Startup of the Year in New York City. So I will put the link in the show notes of this episode. And you can also go to startups.hackernoon.com to vote by searching Lately in the search bar or New York City. That also works. This episode was produced by Hacker Noon. It was hosted by me, Amy Tom, and it was edited by the lovely audio wizard, Alex. Stay weird and I'll see you on the internet. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>